What's up, you guys? I am Micah Folsom, and you're listening to the Do Your Crap Podcast. I was overwhelmed, uninspired, and unfulfilled, and I knew there had to be a different way to do life. Turns out there totally is. And I found my calling in helping people learn and do the unsexy habits that build a legendary life. Each and every week, I'm going to help you bust through the crap that's holding you back and break down the simple habits and mindset shifts that will help you rock every aspect of your life. Are you ready to do the things that most people won't so that you can live the life that most people can't? Here we go. I am so excited to bring on another guest today. And what I want you guys to know is I get guest requests literally every day. And I am so picky about who I accept and who I bring on the show because I know what you guys need. I know what you guys want. And I really, really strive to only bring on guests that I feel like will resonate with you that have value to share and stories to ignite the fire within you. And what I want you guys to remember as you're listening to guests is that even if they're not in your same industry, even if they're not in a career that you do, or you feel like they're not your person, we always can find nuggets. We can always find things that maybe they've overcome or things that really can show us that if they can, we can. And those are the things that I want you guys to listen for when you have these guests that are on the show, because every time I walk away from recording one, I'm like, just so in awe of these humans that are doing incredible things in the world in so many different lines of work. And I hope you find value out of this one. I brought on Jessica Zimmerman and you guys, she has a story to share. She has been through so much in her life. She is an entrepreneur. She's an educator. She's a published author of a bestseller called Sleeping with a Stranger. She has been able to pivot in her life in so many different avenues. One, when her husband fell ill, almost dying, they didn't know what was going on with him. She had to literally become the breadwinner, figure out how to scale her business. Oh my heavens, you guys, she's been on an Airstream adventure for a year. Like we dug into all of it on this episode. And I know you guys are going to get so much out of this. So let's dig in. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals. And the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. That's bluehost.com slash wondersuite. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. 
workbook, guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. So excited to have you on the show. Welcome, welcome. I first want our listeners to really understand who they're hearing from today. I am so fascinated by your story as I was looking at your website and stalking you on Instagram and like seeing about your book, you have such a powerful story. And so first I want them to know who you are. So take us back as far as you want and just kind of tell us who you are. Oh, thank you. And thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. Um, Well, I like to kind of start at the very beginning. When I was three years old, I was in a car accident. It was my sister, my father, and I. My sister died and I survived. And that made, you know, childhood very difficult. There was a lot of things that I felt that I knew other people around me didn't feel. And it wasn't until much later when I actually went to therapy as an adult that I realized that the day she died, I grew emotionally 10 years. And so that really helped me a lot. That really healed a a big part of me and made a lot of sense to me why I felt so different than other people around me. And to be honest, I think that it just completely shaped who I am in the sense where even the reason why I went into business for myself had everything to do with my sister's death. First of all, it's a control thing, right? Um, If I own my own business, I can't get fired or, you know, abandoned um, or anything like that. But also when my sister died, my mom put all of her energy into me, her only surviving daughter. And I saw how difficult that was for her when she went to college or when I went to college because she didn't have anything else. And she had a really hard time. And I remember thinking, that's not going to be me. That's not going to be my life. And so really, I went into business for myself for complete emotional insurance. That if I were to one day get married and have kids and they were to get in a car accident and die, that I would have something that was just mine. And I'm very aware of why I did that. Um, I, you know, I know why I would have done anything. I would have, I almost sold knives for a living. Um, but I, it was just very important to me to go into business for myself. And so, yeah, that, that accident, it shaped me. It continues to shape me. People, you know, always say that life is short. And I really know that to my core, that life is short. And I think that in many ways, I have to do something impactful with my life it makes her death somehow make sense to me you know what I mean because of her death I'm very you know driven and I'm uh I want to make the most out of this life right I was the spared one and in many ways I I will will often think about and it's funny because my husband and I were just talking last night and because it still very much affects me. And I, I go to therapy every week. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm healthy about the subject. Um, yeah. But I just was saying, you know, sometimes I wonder 
what I mean sometimes, I mean all the time, like what would my life be like if she was here? You know, like I, I probably would not have gone into business for myself or be this driven or, you know, whatever. And so in so many ways, I think she had to die for me to be this way and that there was a reason for that, you know? Um, and that kind of can bring me peace about it, if that makes sense. Yeah, it completely does. And it's so powerful. It's so powerful how, I mean, you hear all the time, we, we get to turn our messes into our message. Mm-hmm. And you've done that like 100% with your life and your intention and your impact and everything that you've done with it. I think that's why when I was looking at everything about you, I was so intrigued because I'm like, this woman is on a mission, like literally on a mission to do so much good. And so, okay. So your sister dies, you kind of grow up fairly quickly, emotionally, you've got to figure some stuff out. You start a business and essentially it was for the emotional security and for this identity outside of motherhood to have that sense of fulfillment outside of that and for fun money. Right. Yeah. And until your husband gets sick. So let's dive into that. Yes. So my husband gets sick and let me just, let me just let the audience know that I had ended up purchasing a wedding rental business. I hated it. Um, I kind of changed it and did floral design and wedding planning and uh, felt a bit of a fraud. If any of you out there are like, I'm in this business and I kind of feel a bit of a fraud. I just wasn't, there are people in the wedding business who are amazing and who love it and just can breathe it. And if you tell them that they can't touch a flower again, they're just going to shrivel up and die. And I don't care. I don't know the names of the flowers. I don't, you know, not, so I just, I had honed a craft for it. I, you know, and once I had a wedding that got in Martha Stewart weddings, which was kind of the pinnacle at the time. It was like, you know, an Oscar, if you will, in the wedding world. I just thought, what else is there to achieve really, you know? And that's also kind of me, you know, like once I achieve something, I I don't want to just do it again and again. I kind of have to move on. And I think a lot of people can relate to that, especially creative people, because we are more than one thing. And I think people often think that they cannot pivot or it's irresponsible to pivot or, um, you know, they've invested so much time and energy into this thing that they should just stay, but their heart is no longer in it. Yeah. And um, I can't do that. I can't. And again, I think that goes back to knowing life is short. Yeah. And even though this is a really risky move to, I mean, I was, I was doing really well with weddings and I lived in a small town. Um, and I left weddings and started doing like online coaching and everything. And, and that was a very risky move because I, at this point was totally taking care of my family. Now, let me just back up. I went from my father taking care of me to my husband taking care of me. And when I bought this wedding rental business, listen, I didn't care about making money. Like I, I'll be really honest. This is what I cared about. I cared about my name being on there. People thinking that I was important, going somewhere every day and pretending to be important, but really I wasn't making any money. Like I would have been happy if I was making, you know, like $8,000 a year to go on some great vacation, but who was making the, like pay the mortgage and the bills money. That was my husband. He was financial advisor. And, um, 
And that's what he did. And so I pretended to have, you know, a business and he had a business. (laughs) I have a daughter who's two years old and I have, uh, I just had twin boys. They were six weeks old and my husband gets ill. He very quickly loses about 55 pounds, which I always like to share this little tidbit that I had just had twins and was, you know, the size of a house and he loses 55 pounds. And so I was like, this timing's real great. Thanks so much. Um, But he's in and out of the hospital. It's a matter of time before he loses his job because he can't work. He's not there. Um, And for the first time in my life, I not only have to take care of me, I have to take care of my family of five. And so I desperately worked so hard to make money to take care of us because I couldn't let anything happen to my husband. I'd already lost my sister. I'm not going to lose him. I can't go back to that. I can't lose someone else in my life. I can't let my children go through what I had been through. I mean, so I was like a dog with a bone. I mean, I had no idea, no idea that I was capable of what I actually achieved during that time. And what's interesting is if you were to see it from the outside world, like on my Instagram or something, people were like, how is this girl from Conway, Arkansas? Like, how is she doing weddings that are being featured in People Magazine? Like, how is, what are you, how is this happening? Well, they just saw the People Magazine articles. They had no idea what was really going on in my home. And I think that that's so important to share and to talk about because you have no idea what's really going on behind closed doors or what's driving someone's to succeed. Yeah. Because someone who is really successful, there's something that is driving them. What is it? And is it healthy? I love it. And this is where your, I mean, your book is essentially your whole story around what was going on. Yes. And it was important for me to share, you know, it's funny because I did the wedding business. I ultimately, I'm not going to go into all the detail, but I ended up writing about how to make money in the wedding business, in the wedding industry. And then I ended up just sharing about writing about, um, how to make money doing business. And, um, I felt like all of that had prepared me to share I'd shared very vulnerably about business and I felt like I, w- I was being prepared to share vulnerably about my personal life. Listen, sleeping with a stranger is not something that I wanted to write, okay? Right. It is embarrassing, it is vulnerable. There are parts of it that are, you know, I, I talk about things like when you're 33 years old and you're a caretaker, what happens to your sex life? Listen, it's not good, you know? Yeah. Um, and like- what happens when you start having sex again it's not good because you don't recognize this person anymore you know that they're a stranger they're a different person you're a different person and what happens when you go through trauma especially two people because my husband went through his own trauma obviously during this time I mean not only did my life change a hundred percent his did too so at the end of the day I, did I become who I was always meant to become through this time or did I become who I, who I'd become 
because I had to, and now am I resentful of him, even though he couldn't control any of what happened? Yeah. And how do we navigate this marriage? And I mean, there's, listen, there's a lot of good and a lot of funny in this book, but there's a lot of real talk too. I love it. First of all, is your husband healthy now? Is he through all of his, did they figure it out? Yes. Yes. Okay. That's amazing. So yay for that first. Yes. That's incredible. Second, I am so excited to go get your book and read it because now I want to know all of the nitty gritty and everything. Um, as I, I, I want to dig in to this, this part of you that you mentioned, like when you see someone has a lot of success, there is a reason why there is something that's driving them. So when you were at that moment, because we have a lot of listeners that are women and that are entrepreneurs and that sometimes don't feel that urgency. Sometimes they want big things. They have these ideas of what life could be, but they're also really comfy and Mm -hmm. complacent. And it's easy Mm -hmm. to not do the scary things. So in that moment, when you knew you had to scale your business, can you just kind of go into what did that where was it working more doing the same stuff was it really digging into something new was it like how did you go from fun money this is cool this is my ego to like let's provide for my family let's build a seven-figure business this is it yeah we are taking a tv time out to give you a free goodie today if you are in network marketing, if you're building a team, if you are mentoring people and need to onboard them to be successful, I am giving you my free team checklist. This is what I use personally to onboard my new coaches to help simplify the process. And it is duplicatable team wide. So if you're feeling overwhelmed with recruiting, if you don't feel confident bringing in your new team members and helping them be successful, this is any organization, any network, you can tweak this and customize it, but it's a really solid framework so that you can have confidence recruiting and building the empire that you want to build. Go to micafolsomfit.com slash team checklist to grab this freebie. You don't go from making $0 profit to making, you know, I think it was 78,000 profit the next year to then a seven figure business. Like that doesn't happen unless you are working insanely all the time. And it is your whole life. And at least for me, I mean, maybe it's different for other people, but for me, it was all consuming. It was the only thing I had control over. Yeah. I didn't have control over my husband's health. And so the only thing that I had control over was providing for us. And so I was going to provide for us as big as I could. And um, I'm also, you know, when you are, you just don't know what you're capable of unless you have your back against a wall. And that's what was happening to me during, for two years, my back was against a wall with a gun pointed to my head saying like in my mind, you know, and it was like, do this. And I basically lived off of adrenaline. Um, at the same time I'm raising twins and a two-year-old. Um, so there's that 
none of this is healthy. Like that, I want to be really honest about that. There's a healthy way to scale a business and there's an unhealthy way, which is why it was so important for me to write this because yeah. it may look really great and glamorous and successful, but I also, you know, I was willing to take risks. Like you don't just make money. You've got, I had to invest money. I had to go ask for a loan, you know, yeah. to get enough cash flow to be able to, you know, uh, pay people to help me run Facebook ads and all this stuff, you know, and essentially build a team to help you. Yes. There's only so much of you. Yeah. Oh, exactly. And to spend 200 grand, you know, one year just on ads alone to generate, you know, 500,000 in sales or whatever it is. It's um, so I was willing to do all that because my, I was against the wall. If you're not against the wall, like to me, that was like a no brainer. I was like, yeah, I'll do that. I'll take the loan and I'll do like, I don't know if you do that, you know, if your back isn't against the wall or you think a lot harder about it. Or so when people ask me, how did I do it? I did it because I had to do it. Yeah. You know, like right now I'm in a position where it's like my back isn't against the wall. So I'm not making as much. You know, because, and I wonder sometimes like, well, do I want to, like, I know I never want to work that hard again because it almost killed me, you know, and I become a stranger. Not only does my husband become a stranger, I become a stranger. And so, but what I love so much about sleeping with a stranger is it is a story of survival. And I think a lot of people right now are trying to survive. You know, I was really disappointed last year when the book came out and it came out basically the week that everything got shut down for COVID. And so all of my press and everything, the media tour got put on hold and I'm just now kind of getting back out there and promoting it. And I think, gosh, everything happens for a reason, doesn't it? Like it happens the way it's supposed to, because if I had promoted it then, people weren't in a place of survival yet. Like now people are in a place where they're like, what do I want? Mm -hmm. And how do I do this? And they feel kind of stuck and they need a reset and all of that. And that is so much of what sleeping with a stranger is. is It is about, you can reclaim your life at any time. You can rewrite the script of your life at any time. And one of the things that I did, you know, after sleeping with a stranger is I wrote a program. It's called the game plan. You can go to jessicazimmerman.com and and grab it. But it is basically what I did to become healthy again after everything in sleeping with a stranger, like all the bad stuff and the surviving and the living off of adrenaline and not knowing what to do. And this is how I got out of it. So that's the game plan. Yeah. I love that you've taken everything you've learned, everything you've had to go through in order to survive and to get to where you are, but then you teach it. And that's essentially what almost any successful person is doing is they're simply learning and teaching and learning and teaching and learning and teaching and who people see as the expert. They're not on some pedestal that's unreachable. It's simply they've been through stuff. And so you're just like a walking example of service. And that's essentially what successful people are doing is they're serving an audience. Oh my gosh, this fly. 
You're <laughs> serving an audience of people who need exactly what you needed. I appreciate you saying that. And it's so true just about, you know, when people ask me what I do, I say I experience and I share. Yeah. Like that is what I do. And I think the key is being honest and vulnerable enough to share it all. Yeah. I mean, sleeping with a stranger is, I don't know. Here's what I honestly think happened. And this might sound a little woo woo to some people. (laughs) I believe that the, that experience happened to us because I had been prepared to write and publish and get it out. And my husband was brave enough to allow me to share everything. That's huge. I do not know another man on the planet who would allow his wife to share the things I shared in this book. And Brian actually said to me when I said, I said, I feel very strongly that I'm supposed to share this story. I don't know how you feel about that because so much of it is you and it's not in a pretty light (laughs) at all. And he said, I think you are supposed to share it. And he said, if you do, you have to share it all, which includes two of the most embarrassing and the lowest points of my husband's life. And um, I don't know, that's the... When I talk about that part, it's really the only time I get emotional because I don't know another man who would allow his wife to share what I shared in this book. But he said when he was going through it, that he, there was nothing like he looked and researched and researched for anyone who had been through this. And he said, if someone is looking, they need to hear all of it. They can't read this and go, oh, well, he didn't have it as bad as I did. They have to know that I had it really bad. That's so powerful. So powerful. I will. Oh my gosh. Okay. So I want to go from here. I want to hear some of that. Um, cause I know that one, you just finished this airstream adventure with your family. Yeah. So like you went from working all the freaking time to just mm-hmm. survive and to provide for a family mm-hmm. to building enough that you have freedom. You have security. You have this, I mean, sense of you can go and do as you please, which is a dream to so many people. So for those listeners that are like, how in the world did she just do this? Let's talk about that for a sec. Like, tell us about your Airstream adventure and what that looked like and how it felt. And would you recommend it? Let's go. All day. (laughs) I would recommend it all day. So I'm a bit, and I talk about this in the game plan. I'm a big believer in um, a vision board every year. Yeah. I mean, I sometimes do it twice a year. I love it. And I had put an Airstream on my vision board like the past five years. And what's funny is I'm pretty sure in one of the first two chapters, I haven't read it in a while, but in like the first couple of chapters, I'm pretty sure I mentioned like one day I'd love to travel for a year in an Airstream. And I, I had no idea I was going to do it like the next year, but, um, I am a big believer in vision boards and you don't, the beautiful thing that I teach about a vision board is you don't have to know any way that it's going to happen. You just have to be open to the idea that it could happen. Mm -hmm. 
And if you never put it on your vision board, it's never going to happen. So I'd had it on there for like three years. And when the pandemic happened, I said, well, first of all, my boys were not yet in kindergarten and my daughter was going into second grade and she, um, it was going to be virtual. And I said, wait a minute, you're telling me that I don't have to be her teacher. She's going to have a zoom three times a week with her teacher. Her, her assignments will be loaded on an iPad and I don't have to do anything. And my boys aren't in kindergarten yet. And I looked at Brian and I said, it's now or never. And we sold our home. We sold both of our cars. We sold everything that we own except what we really loved. What we really loved. And, um, you know, what were like cherished things that we had bought on travels or like our, our good furniture or something like that. We got yeah. one storage unit, put everything in it, sold everything else. And um, bought an Airstream, bought a truck. And we went for a year and we traveled and we, I was like, this is the only, I mean, and they were all kind of little enough that they could fit. Yeah. And so it was like, it's now or never. And it was so much, I just want to say this. It was so much work, right. To like make all that happen. It's a lot of work to sell your yeah. house. That's why most people don't live their dreams. Yeah. They're not willing to like pull the trigger on it. Yeah. Now, was that the smartest, I was talking to somebody about this last night. Was that the <laughs> smartest financial thing to do you know if we're only going to look at finances probably not because you're not in it's not equity building right like I'm not putting it into a mortgage I'm spending money at like campgrounds of America and you know diesel fuel and uh, and you know Chevrolet every month like that's where you know there it is and so no but did that fill up the life experience account, hell yeah, I did, you know? Yeah. And I will take that all day over saving a little bit more money. And again, yeah. that mindset goes back to my sister's death, right? Life is short and we can't take any of this with us. And so I think that that's another big difference is that I think a lot of people want to just be really safe all the time. And I'm not saying to be, irresponsible but I'm saying to live your life and the year that we like we just wrapped we just wrapped we just moved to Nashville I basically had a year of adventure and freedom and rest and now I am I have ideas I am ready to go like and I learned so much by being out in nature and like nature's nature isn't right they have it right. You know, the sun sets every day for a reason. Yeah. We're supposed to rest. Things go dormant in winter for a reason. We're supposed to rest. It's part of the creative process. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know if I, I answered the question. But. No, that's perfect. I just wanted to hear from someone who's done it. We will never do it. My husband is a vet. We own hundreds of cows. And we just will never have that luxury. So even if I wanted to, I wouldn't even be able to do it. And so I love watching people who do, because I think it's incredible. I would up and do it in a second if we weren't in our circumstances. So maybe someday when 
I don't know. Nope, never. Nope. <laughs> we'll <always have> cows. <laughs> well, but- anyone wants to see just for fun, because I needed something to do during, you know, that was a bit of a creative outlet during the time yeah. I edited and created videos basically for our family to have, because I wanted my children to be able to remember it. So you can go to jessicazimmerman.com slash Airstream. Okay. There we go. Every, every week I post a, a video of our travels. And, you know, like I said, mainly for my children to be able to watch them and remember what they did. Yeah. But it's but it was also so Micah could live vicarious through you. So there, there you go. go. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So that's incredible. I love it so much. So anyone out there who is like, got that tug in their heart to do it, I would say hundred percent go for it, go for it, create the experiences, live the life. I am all about that. Um, let's kind of pivot for a second and talk about I feel like you just are so, you're so full of wisdom. You've been through so much. You've had to do stuff, but you figured it out. You've learned from it. You've grown through it. So now you're at a place where you're really creating these healthy boundaries. So how do you go from building a business in order to live? Essentially, that's what you had to do. And now you're building your business in, in alignment with the life that you want to live and you have those boundaries and what does that look like? Kind of talk us through that for a sec. Yeah. I love talking about boundaries. It's like my favorite. Um, so as I had shared, as I've already shared the, you know, there was a time where I didn't have any boundaries. It was like, let me work all the time. Let me take all the clients. Let me do it all and bring in it all and everything. And then there comes a time where you realize that doesn't work. Um, and today I am all about the boundaries. So for example, I, technology is not the boss of me. You know what I mean? Like, uh, my phone is not the boss of me. I do not give out, you know, my cell phone number really. I, um, I check my email once a day. Email is not on my phone. I check it once a day on my computer And I, you know, I have a, I have a whole thing. I guess you could just like Google Jessica Zimmerman email stress or something. And there's a freebie that I have that talks about how I really manage email stress. Um, But I have come up with a system that that's what I do. Because here's the thing, when you're checking your email at like 10 o'clock at night, this is not good. Like, this is really not, this is dumb actually, because yeah. essentially there's going to be someone who's unhappy, right? Maybe a client, maybe somebody. And they're, and what can you do? You can't do anything at 10 o'clock at night. So now you're just going to go to sleep, stressed, upset. You're going to wake up anxious until you can get to what you're, so there's just no point. So wait until you have this allotted amount of time where you can really give something the attention that it needs. And you have to train people on how you respond So if you immediately reply, they will expect you to always immediately reply. So I think managing expectations is really, really crucial. And so, you know, my clients know like how I work with email. They don't have my phone number. We do not text. They do not call me, you know. Um, So there's that. I also have, you know, very big boundaries around social media. I don't have Facebook on my phone. I only have it for business and I, you know, Instagram links to Facebook and that's about it. Every now and then I'll get on it, like on my computer just to see my messages or whatever. Um, 
Instagram, I basically go on it for business once a day, uh, unless I'm doing like some stories, but I never go in um, to just like scroll through the wall, really. I don't follow more than 200 people. And the 200 people that I follow are people who encourage me or who bring nothing but positivity. I don't think you should follow anyone in your industry who's doing what you do. I, um, because you don't want to have any, you know, any sense of comparison. And I mean, I'm saying anything and you don't have to understand necessarily why something gives you like an eh vibe. Yeah. But if it does unfollow, like it unfollow, you know, and you don't, like I said, you don't have to, it could be that someone is at the beach and you're not, and you're like, you know what? I want to be at the beach. Unfollow it. Because now all you want to do is be at the beach and you feel like they have everything and you have nothing. And now you're not going to be productive and you're going to feel sorry for yourself. And like, okay, like, don't do that when you were perfectly happy before. So I just don't, I know what Instagram is. I know that it wants me on there all day. And I'm like, no, I'm just not going to do that. So I think you have to do that. I think you have to have big boundaries on when you start work and when you quit, yes. you have to quit. You have to have a quitting time. You have to quit every single day. Again, it goes back to, you know, the sunrises and sunsets for a reason. Um, my dad was a farmer and he, you know, he's like, we worked when the sun rose early in the morning and we worked until it sets. And he's like, there's a, there's a reason for that, you know? And I think we have to go back to that. And so I have very strict rules about when I work and when I don't. Save a little more this month. Chime checking accounts have features like fee-free overdraft up to $200 with SpotMe and no monthly fees. Open your account in minutes at chime.com slash goals 24. Banking services debit card provided by Bancorp, Bank NA, or Stride Bank NA. Members of FDIC. SpotMe eligibility requirements and overdraft limits apply. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. I love it so much. I, I feel like so many people are building businesses online anymore. And one of the biggest roadblocks is like, I can't turn it off. And that's not because they can't turn it off. That's just because of the discipline around actually turning it off. And I love that you said you set the expectations. If you respond to someone at 1030 at night, they are going to expect you to be there 1030 the next night and the yep. next and the next. And unless that's something you want to do only work at nighttime or whatever, that's up to you, which is the great part. But we have to set the boundaries. And I right. think that's one of the things that if you're struggling with burnout or with exhaustion or with just lack of joy and fulfillment, check yourself with how much you're working and not just actually doing intentional activity, but plugged in your mind is in work mode, whether or not you're doing productive things. That's honestly kind of like beside the point, if you're, I tell my, I work with women in with coaching and building a business online. And I'm like, if you are on your phone, you are working period. You are no longer scrolling, consuming, just watching. 
watching reels. I'm like, do not waste your time because your phone is your vehicle to transform your life, but it will drain the mother living crap out of you if you let it. And and that's just a decision. And that's just a training yourself how to go from, oh, now I'm wasting time on social media to escape my reality and my stressful life to, okay, now I'm building a business and I'm going to be purposeful and I'm going to be intentional. And I'm going to be on here for a reason with a purpose and then be off and be off 100%. Otherwise you will literally lose your shiz and it is not healthy at all. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. I could, I could not agree more. Couldn't agree more. I just feel like women anymore. My favorite, my favorite, this is my favorite. When someone watches, cause I post in stories quite frequently. So I, um, my business hours, I work for six hours a day. I have a nanny helper that's here while my kids are here. I work for six hours a day. And then the rest of the time my mom, and I'm like, get my phone away from me every now and then I'll like share a snippet of my kids because people are there for my kids. They like my kids. So every once in a while, I'll give them what they want. But when I see women who are watching every single one of my stories every single day, and then they reach out like wondering about like, for instance, I'm a wellness coach. So they'll be wondering about workouts or how do you have time for this? Or how do you, and I'm like, if you would take the time that you spent watching my stories every day, you could work out. You could build a business. You could build your dreams. Like, holy crap. So, well, also you have to recognize like, honestly, and I think that this is, this is, um, uh, so I'm, I'm doing a Ted talk in October, October 9th. If anybody wants to come Ted talk, Woo. Um, but my, my talk is about, um, maximizing growth through seasons of darkness, which I think we've all kind of recently gone through a season of darkness, but it's about doing the hard work and recognizing when something isn't right for you. Right. The thing that you have to recognize women about your phone is that it is an addiction. Yeah. Just like um, alcoholism or drug addiction or what, like, this is true. And if you find yourself where you are constantly looking and how do you figure it out? Take those apps off your phone for a day and see how many times you reach for that phone. For real. It is an addiction. And the first thing you have to do is really admit that. I mean, honestly, mm-hmm. honestly admit it because you cannot let this thing have control over you. Like yeah. you need to be the boss of you not your damn phone. 100%. Yes. 100%. I uh, I couldn't agree more. I just hate that so many people like if you think about it, if you think about how incredible technology is. How what an incredible resource we have at our fingertips to connect with humans, to build relationships, to meet cool people like you that I would never know otherwise to build the businesses, to do things in the mom cracks and at your house. And yet so many people are afraid to take that step because of this hold that they feel like it has over them. And they're yeah. like, I can't yeah. do that because it's going to control my life. And it's like, no, just be the boss. Like, but also I think that people have a big, just to, to pile on to that because they're viewing other people doing what they do. 
I think they think that they have to share what they do. Oh yeah, totally. Which keeps them from attempting their dreams because it's not that they're scared to fail. They're scared for other people to see them fail. 100%. 100%. There's some quote out there that talks about you have to be willing to be the newbie. You have to be willing to be the rookie and look like a fool. Like you just have to be because anyone who's reached success started from ground zero at some point. I have looked like a fool like 9,000 times. Right. And that's why you are where you are. And that's the beautiful part. Yeah. I mean, I'll look like it again. You know, it's okay. You have to be, but again, that goes back to the, what we talked about at the beginning. My sister died. Life is short. Like I can't care about what people think about my failure. You know what I mean? I just don't have time for that. Yeah. So, um, yeah. I love it. I could chat with you forever and just pick your brain. And I just feel like you've how, okay. Is this rude? Can I ask how old you are? No, it's not rude. I'm 39. You're 39, but you've lived like, I just feel like you've lived so many years past your age because you've experienced so much and it's just so admirable. I just love everything about you. I'm definitely going to be one of your loyal followers to watch your life unfold and to watch all the good that you do. Thank Um, you. So tell us, I mean, I'm sure your book is available everywhere books are, right? Is that where, I mean, Amazon, all the books book is available everywhere books are sold. So um, you can go to Amazon. Also, I did the, so it's available hardback, paperback, ebook, audio, and I recorded the audio. So if you want want to hear this annoying Southern accent for the whole book, I'm happy to read it to you. But yeah, Amazon, Barnes and Noble, all the places. You can go to jessicazimmerman.com and it'll link you, you know, to the places. So yeah. Awesome. I'm going to snag it as soon as we get off of this. So thank you, thank you for there's sharing. Also, there's also the game plan, which we mentioned. Yeah. Um, and, and all that stuff. So. And that's for any entrepreneur, right? Anybody. And not even entrepreneur. I mean, just we were talking about, you know, people who are moms just, who are like, what do yes. I need to do next? It's funny. I was just talking to my brand new next door neighbor who has been in finance for, you know, forever. And he's like, I hate my, my life and my job. And I'm like, you need this program. And he's like, I do. Um, it really helps you kind of, like I said, reclaim your life, write your own script. If you know you're not happy where you are right now, like sometimes you just need someone to ask you the questions that get you thinking and go, oh, yeah. okay. That's and it kind of helps start to guide you in the right place. I love it. So if you're just in a place where you're like, I know, I know there's something more for me. I just don't know what the heck it is. Maybe yeah. I'm scared to take that leap. Yep. Go grab a game plan. She'll walk yep. you through it. Yep, exactly. Cool. All right, you guys, if you found value in this, find Jessica on Instagram, tag her, tag me. Your Instagram handle is at Jessica Zimmerman underscore, correct? Yes. Yes. Okay. So make sure you tag her. So she knows who's listening, share it with your friends. You guys, I hope that no matter what industry you're in, if you're just mom at home, rocking life with your kids, I feel like I love having guests on because there's always a piece of your story. There's always a piece of something, even if they have nothing to do with what you're doing in the line of work or your career life, humans are humans. And if you can see one thing that they've done that you're like, Oh, okay. I could do that. I could pivot. I could reclaim my life. I could break through these identities that I've let hold me back for so long. I could 
And I think that's the most empowering thing about mm. what you've done and what you continue to share. And you're just a light. So mm, Jessica, thank you. Thank you for taking time to be on with us today. Thank you for having me. All right, you guys, we will see you back here next week. Talk to you soon. Wrapping up another episode. And I just want to thank you for sticking around before you head out. I would love to hear from you. It would mean the world to me. If you left this podcast, a quick review, wherever you're listening from. And if you got some nuggets from the message today, don't forget to share it with your friends, your team, and your Instagram story so that anyone else who needs it can find it too. And be sure to tag me at Micah Folsom fit so that I can shout you out and share your page with my friends. Thanks for hanging. Now let's go take action on those goals and dreams. Cause if you can feel it in your heart and see it in your head, then you can hold it in your hand. So until next time, go do your craft.